Is your child struggling with a specific subject or need help with homework? Are they asking questions that you're not sure you can fully answer? IXL Learning is an online learning program for kids. It covers math, language arts, science, and social studies. IXL is designed. This program will improve your kids' grades. Studies done in almost every state in the country. The kids who had IXL are consistently doing better. Powered by advanced algorithms, IXL gives the right help to each kid no matter the age or personality. And it doesn't have to eat up all your time. One subscription gets you everything for all the kids in your home, pre-K to 12th grade. So don't miss out. One in four students in the U.S. are learning with IXL. IXL is used in 95 of the top 100 school districts in the U.S. Make an impact on your child's learning. Get IXL now. And listeners can get an exclusive 20% off IXL membership when they sign up today at IXL.com audio. Visit IXL.com audio to get the most effective learning program out there at the best price. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. The following is a production of Dirty Mo Media. And now, your starting lineup for Dirty Mo Dough. Up first from the great state of Ohio, he's the degenerate of the group who bets on anything he watches, The Chopper. Next, he's from the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania, the man who does the real work crunching the numbers, The Professor. And last, hailing all the way from Maine, the crew chief of this misfit bunch, Steve Latar. We weren't sure everybody would come back. Well, actually, everybody didn't come back. There was an off week. Dirty Modo took the week off. The NASCAR Cup Series, the Xfinity Series took the week off. Chop took the week off and the week off this week. So the Chop's out of the house. It's member guest season, and for that reason, Chop's in a member guest somewhere in the Northeast. I did talk to him this morning, though. Guess what didn't make it, Russ? What's that? His golf clubs. His golf clubs went on an airplane in Charlotte, and they decide, you know, those direct flights to the North Sea, they really get you. The direct flight with no connections really get you. Uh, So we're going to talk bad about Chop. Actually, we're going to talk good about Chop when he's not here. Uh, But to fill the the gambling role, because – I wish I could gamble, but I can't. And Russ doesn't gamble on NASCAR, can't gamble on NASCAR. we got to have a gambler. So we got uh, our buddy, Chris Wormy, has joined a professional gambler, which I have so many questions about. Uh, he's also a racing analyst. on. He's the Stay Green on Bet the Board podcast. Chris, I appreciate you joining. I didn't realize you lived in so many locations. So today you're in Nashville, is that correct? I'm in Nashville. I mean, I'm, I'm here for the race. So a buddy of mine lives here. Friends of Justin Marks, he's like, hey, dude, I got a great setup. Let's go to the race. And so uh, flew in with my wife on Tuesday, uh, had some media stuff yesterday, and then uh, get to hang out with you guys this morning. So so wait a second. This professional look of the mic and all this stuff, this is your travel setup? It, well, yeah, I travel with it. Yeah. We're going to have to help our game. I was just in Europe. I'm going to tell you right now, you should have saw I had stuff on shoeboxes and drapes hooked up, and it was a disaster. So, listen, I appreciate you joining. We're going to jump right in. Um, we're going to talk a little bit about Sonoma. We're going to talk a little bit about the first half of the season. Uh, Chris, I assume you listen. I'm going to give you that much credit or give us that much credit. We have to hand out a lawn chair. Have you heard about a lawn chair award? Yeah, who folds up, baby? Man, who folds up? So uh, our buddy Kale, who originated the lawn chair, he did it the other last week at the golf course. He finished double-double to give back all of his winnings. So the original lawn chair, 
The real point, though, is you know who's going to get the lawn chair award from Sonoma? Our old friend. Yeah. Our old friend at Dirty Mo Media. Our old friend at Actions Detrimental. It was such a lawn chair. It was such a fold-up. He had to talk about it on his own podcast. The man hit the wall on his own. On his own. And for that reason, Danny Hamlin, congratulations. You are the lawn chair from Sonoma. <laughs> Come on, Russ. You're not going to say he, nothing? He won the poll, won the first stage, was... You know, was he got a little? Now listen, I'm gonna give him a little defense. He kind of got crapped on with the strategy and the caution. That's not Denny's fault. Yeah, but Truex was able to recover from that. That's true. So I, you know, lawn chair, lawn chair. All right, the lawn chair of the week. Lawn chair of the week goes. All right, before we move forward though, Chris, I want to talk about professional gamblers. So you're telling me no paid employment other than gambling? No. Yeah, I gotta, I gotta I pay feel the like bills. I could do that, but I just don't think I would live the same lifestyle. <laughs> it I is, think a, it, I would be short. <laughs> it is, it is very difficult, especially because I don't bet really any other sports like I do NASCAR. So come November third, it's like I'm hibernating. So I got to make sure I pack on enough fat to uh, pay the bills till till February. So it's so I'm not gonna ask it's you great. what a unit is. I think that's pretty personal. But like, what kind yeah. of weekend are we talking? Like fifty units a weekend, a hundred? No, units a way weekend? less. Like, what's a way less. Gambler? So that's Way that's less. I think that's the biggest deal is pros don't usually operate in units. We operate in ROI, how much risk versus how much you made. And so everything yep. is an ROI basis. So if you put a dollar into your little gambling machine, are you getting out a dollar twenty, a dollar thirty, dollar forty, dollar fifty? And then you have to manage, okay, could I sacrifice some ROI in in maybe get more money down and make more money? Or so it's like this kind of this game of you know profits versus ROI. Where I like to just maintain my ROI high. I want to make sure when I put in a dollar, I am getting out. You know my ROI this year is pretty high. Well, I guess whether you're betting huge amounts or betting small units, the simple fact is still trying to predict who's going to run well, who isn't, how you get there, and what you look at for auction. And for that reason, we bring in our man over here, right in front of the payday sign. That's the perfect spot for our man Russ because we feel like our percentage of success is high. Uh, regardless of how you're betting, it's a different approach. But for the entertainment type guy, when you talk about throwing a few units on there, uh, all right, Professor Nashville, yep. I'm going to call it a standalone. It's a little like Dover. It loads a lot like Charlotte. The tire combination matches a few different ones. Um, I have, I don't know, 50,000 laps there in testing before it was on the on the uh, circuit. So I know a lot about the surface and how it affects. Give me the peek into the predictor here. So, like you said, we used um, Nashville was weighted very high, and then we also incorporated Dover and Charlotte into it. And so, Kyle Larson, overall favorite, and then it brings in Harvick, William Byron, Truex, and Denny Hamlin, and Ross Chastain, and they're all in that, that top group. Right. So, Larson is a standout, big advantage. He's the heavy favorite on the predictor. And I put Harvick through Chastain. I'm going to call that a wash, to be quite honest, because as we've looked at these right. numbers, they're about equal. Um so no surprise, the books agree, right? Five, six to one on Larson. Uh, if I look up here of uh, guys that have the longest odds with perhaps the best chance of winning, I don't know if I can get to the, on the Chastain window. I just can't. I love the guy, but until he figures out if he's going to run people over or not, and well, until he figures, I don't like. I love the guy. Like that's not a knock on him. I and he's not the. Let me be clear. He's not the first race car driver to figure out his style. Right, yeah. he's just uh, you know he is probably the most you know focal point type guy we've had in quite mm-hmm. some time, and that's a, a positive. So when you look at value, mate, everybody I think legitimately has a good chance of winning this race is kind of squashed and killed on odds. I don't see anything towards the top. 
I know Chris has a different strategy than us, but I think Chop's going to, you know, he's going to take a lot of the favorites. I think you have to love Larson. Uh, Truex killed him at Dover. I love Truex. I know. Yeah, but you love Truex whether he's winning or not. Well, but I, I got reason to love him this time. You know? Oh, so now your love is defendable. <laughs> yes. You want to go with, with it? I know, Chris. Chris is, I could see, listen, I'm not new at reading personality. His eyebrow twitched, so I know Truex is on his board. <laughs> I think Truex yeah, well, is a great bet. I do agree. At eight to one, I think Truex is like equal favorite. You know, I do how I think they're going to perform. I think it's going to be a Larson Truex type show. So I would have them closer to equal than they are. Right. I think getting eight to one on Truex or six to one on Larson. I think Truex is better value because I think they're. I'm going to call it a coin flip on who's going to run well. I think. I think you're right. And the other thing too is, I feel like the last four or five races. I guess last four races. I mean, Larson hasn't performed at places where he typically does perform. So I think right now he's a little overvalued. You know, uh, disappearing at Charlotte, he gets a you know a decent finish at Gateway, but that was a strategy call. Uh, you look at Sonoma, a place where he's been really, really good. He didn't. He passed maybe four or five cars. Wasn't able to kind of crack into that top five. And those are places we anticipated him being really, really good. I thought. Charlotte was baffling. So uh, I think that Larson right now is a little overvalued. Now, could he unload fast, qualify well, and dominate this thing? Well, hell yeah, he could. And then That's it's like, the well, shit, we look, the problem we is look like he's overvalued until Kyle Larson shows up on the scene. And you're like, oh, Kyle Larson won every stage and the race. Congratulate. Like that. You're absolutely right. So, so that's a great way to look at. So I have a, this person I want to talk about. Like, how much do you think the line moves? Because Chase Elliott's the favorite as far as most popular. Because I haven't seen anything out of Chase Elliott that says he should be anywhere near uh, this group. On our predictor, we have him in Tier 3, a barely inside the top 10 driver. So so this line must be – this isn't a sharp money line, right? This is a fan no. base line. This is a masses Correct. line. This is the fan base. Yeah. I believe that. So what we mean by that for the listener, sharp money line is Chris is a professional gambler. So he moves the line by by substantial size bets. Uh, Chase Elliott, they're predicting the – Two, three, four million NASCAR fans out there who all throw fifty bucks on their favorite driver, Chase Elliott. Guess what? That's a substantial amount of money. You have to protect against it. So that's why his odds are always. I mean, if he's eight to one here, he's really should be, in my opinion, erratic. He's a twelve, fourteen ish to one pace guy. But we're going to have him up there because he's the most popular. All right. Well, that that's the top of the board. You love Truex, yes. Um, Kyle only- Busch is a real interesting conversation. I want to say something about Truex. The only thing that has me hesitate with Truex is, you know, a couple of weeks ago, you're able to see him at like 14, 15, 16 to one. So let's just say he unloads fast in practice. Like he did, like he unloaded fast at Darlington and he was, he was a favorite at Darlington. I think he opened like eight to one was fast in practice, fast in qualifying, obviously had a great race car and he still opened at eight and a half to one. So although I think Truex is a great bet, I don't think you have to go and rush and bet him before practice and qualifying. You might as well see them unload just because his price isn't going anywhere. He's not going to go off at six to one. So maybe if he looks awesome, he's going to go off at seven to one. Well, I'd rather wait at that point versus trying to get in at eight and a half to one, knowing that there's a chance he might not be the fastest Toyota. So listen, I totally agree. When I look at numbers that I think I need to get in pre-practice, let's talk about that. Drivers pre-practice. I think that... Anyone eight to one or better is not going to move enough to matter. So I don't care about Byron or Hamlin or Bush or Truex. I'm going to wait to make sure they show up if I'm going to bet somebody under, under 10 to one. But, but let me go ahead and tell you that, like, let's talk about the next wave. 
If Kevin Harvick, if you believe it's Kevin Harvick, if you love Kevin Harvick, if you think the Fords are here, if you think Joey Logano and this new Ford Speed that we saw at Charlotte and we saw at Gateway, right? If this new Ford Speed is real, Kevin Harvick at 16 to 18 to 1, depending on your books, Joey Logano, 15 to 18 to 1. Now, those are the types of guys that if they go put top three speed up in practice and qualify in the front row, you're getting slashed. Those odds are moving 8, 9 to 1. So I believe if you're on the Ford train, so I keep sneaking at, all right, what's our best Ford driver? Blaney is Blaney. what you have. And he's right there at 10 to 1. That could drop a little bit. Who's our next Ford driver in the predictor? Logano, next tier. Well, Harvick's our top one in, in the predictor. Oh, you have Harvick way up. There yeah. you go. So if you believe the predictor and you think Harvick is a second-place guy in the predictor, I would get him pre-practice at 15 to 18 to 1 because if he is as good as the predictor claims – there's no way he's sitting at double digits. Uh, and I will also say that Harvick is a uh, – he's an efficient practice guy. So what I mean by that is, is he's not out there messing around, right? If he has a good car, it's going to be a few long runs, really green on the average. It's going to be bullseye obvious versus Denny Hamlin who will mess around for an hour and then race really well. Kevin Harvick's not that way. Joe Logano's not that way. Like when they have fast cars in practice, boy, they bullseye right up there. It's, it's clear to the casual fan. Wouldn't you say, I mean, Russ, you yeah. look at more oh, odds, more rate lat and data yeah. than anyone. Because Denny Hamlin's the one that really sticks out to us that is not, doesn't show up in practice, but then in the race is just lights out and in, pra- and in qualifying. So everybody likes a long shot. Let's jump right down to long shots because I don't want to, uh, we only have an hour basically, and I want to get to top tens and matchups because I agree with, with Chris. That's the we found the most success second half of the year. We struggle with matchups, Chris, early pre-data. But what we see in our world is the more data we have for the year, the more accurate we are when matchups. It just becomes better and better each week. Our success rate on matchups have gone way up. So let's talk long shots because the fans love a long shot. Um, listen, tick, 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 tick on Ty Gibbs. I don't know what to tell you. Like, it's going to happen. I don't know if it's going to happen this year, this week, this month. Ty Gibbs is really good. He's sitting in great equipment. If it gets lined up, it's going to happen. So if you listen to Chris early and say you want to try to try to hit that big pop win, you can find him at fifty to one. And why did you smirk over here? You smart or smirk like you didn't like it? Come on. <laughs> well, because eventually he's going to win. You said maybe next year. How many times are you going to bet him before For he wins? fifty to one? I could bet halfway through next year if the okay. if the number doesn't move. Like. Like just That's sit fine. on a sit on like I can't do it like Chris on ROI, but on our <laughs> entertainment one, I throw a half unit on it. I okay. sit a half unit every on week. Ty Gibbs every week, so when he wins, I can okay. send him a bottle of wine and say, "Hey man, thanks for the win." <laughs> like like my point is, you don't want to miss that. Like a Ty Gibbs is gonna win. Um, Keselowski, I don't know. I played Ty. He's my only outright that I've played so far. I played him, so I do keep track of units because I do have to somehow get the information to the people that tail my bets. I put 0.2 units on Ty Gibbs at 50 to 1. And here's why. This was arguably Toyota's best track last year. You're taking, you know, the 18 car, which was Kyle. You're now putting Ty Gibbs in it. Very fast car here during the daytime. I do think that if there's a place where if if you're going to have the Toyotas, Based on last year, this was arguably their best track. So I think that he's going to start qualifying better. I think he's matured a ton as a driver in the last you know 12 months. And I think it's just a matter of time. I don't know that we get paid out on the win this week, but maybe a top five or top 10 price. But um, at this point, if the Toyotas unload fast, and he could be kind of running top 10 all day, You know, maybe a two-tire strategy late, and, and he could find himself uh, leading at, at the end of the race. So that's why I have Ty Gibbs at, at 50. Well, and I'll add to this that Nashville has the least amount of history of some of these tracks. 
when you line tie up against all those big names at the top and you take them to Charlotte or Kansas or wherever, you're talking about cup guys that have run cup races there for a decade, right? Nashville at least has a smaller sample size, ties at less of a disadvantage. He's running Saturday, right? He is. Um, all right, let's jump right over. Slide me over, Trav. Let's get over to top tens. Okay, I'm going to go ahead and tell you where our standing top ten bets are. I don't even need to look at them because they're still plus money. Every week we find Ty Gibbs, Brad Kozlowski, and Ricky Stenhouse Jr. as top ten value. Um, I, other than the road course, I think we kind of faded Ricky. Um, but other than that, um, I just think – so top tens earlier, there was a lot of value this year. The books have just chopped them. They don't want any action anywhere near the front. Um, but I do believe that, you know, you get a plus 145 for Gibbs, Kozlowski, uh, I can see a plus 150, and Ricky's probably longer than that. He's over two, 225. Look, I, I'm riding Ricky, man. He's in a great mind space. He won the 500. He's definitely cooling off a little bit, but I don't know. I like to root for the guy. So I, I you know, I, I steer people towards Ricky just because where do you have him on your predictor? It's 13th. 13th. So, I mean, listen, you get anybody inside the predictor that's that's inside the top 20, they have a shot at a top 10. I mean, you, you know how much can happen. One late race restart. I mean, you just never know. I like Ricky. I think his team's very efficient. I think they call a good strategy. I really like Ricky's headspace. What I like is I don't see a lot of flashes of brilliance, and I don't see a lot of flashes of ignorance, right? Like, if he restarts 14th, he comes off turn two, 12th to 15th, and that's what I'm looking for, right? Because I, I'm not looking for home runs. I'm looking for bat on the ball here. Let's put the ball in play every time we get up and force everyone else to beat you. And that's what I'm seeing out of Ricky, which I won't say is his signature in his career, but this year it's Ricky Stenhouse. Selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms and sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. and Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24/7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast at alma we know the connection between you and your therapist matters but if you're already feeling stressed and burnt out the idea of trying to find a therapist you really connect with can be overwhelming that's why alma's focused on helping you find the right therapist for you when you browse their online directory, you can filter your search based on the qualities that are most important to you. Then you can book a free 15-minute consultation call with any therapist you're interested in seeing, so you can get a feel for whether they're the right fit before you commit to a full-length session. Alma also makes it easy for mental health care providers to navigate insurance. That's why 95% of therapists in their directory accept insurance for sessions, so you can find care that's affordable without stressing about the paperwork. 
You want to talk to someone, but not just anyone. Alma is there to help you find the right fit. Visit HelloAlma.com slash Therapy60 to schedule a free consultation today. That's HelloAlma.com slash Therapy60. Yeah, I, I like Ricky. I just don't, he hasn't had the finishes. But I do think he's had more speed in his race car this year than he has in past years. You look at a place like Richmond, and he's kind of, he actually is the first guy to take that high lane. I know that we give that, that, you know, that award to Reddick or Larson, but Ricky will try it early. And he, he was actually making it work at Richmond. And if this track widens out, track lays down rubber, you got the, the, the stuff that they're putting down the track, you got the tire dragon. I think if this thing starts to widen out a little bit, I think Ricky could be good. He just has, doesn't have the finishes and it might not be his fault, right? It could be mechanical. It could be just getting caught up in a wreck, but I'd certainly think you're getting paid at, at plus two, you know, plus 220 or two, 240. I, I don't think it's a bad bet at all. I like Ricky and he's good on concrete. I will say, I do like the concrete. I will say I'm a little concerned about it widening out under in prime time. I like prime time for the fans, but it's going to be way wider if it was a noon start. Um, any other top 10 value, Russ? Come on, give me into the predictor. Show me some great stuff. Lagana's going to be no value. Reddick, Stenhouse, Bowman, Keselowski. I'm going through our predictor here. Where's, where's McDowell? I mean, Where does McDowell fit out in your predictor? Not good. Not good. Outside of the top 25. He's 9-1 to one for a top 10. or se- I think he's 7-1 to one now. That got bet down. It was 9. Now he's 7-1. to one. I just look at, look at his run at Gateway. Obviously, he's been good on road courses. I think that this is kind of the best equipment or the fastest he's been running in a long time. And he's really hard to pass. He's like no-neck Newman up there. You put him out there on two tires, and he can kind of hang around in the top 10. He's really hard to pass. And I just think he's running well. So if you're going to give me seven or eight to one on a guy that could maybe make a strategy call late, I don't mind uh, Michael McDowell. I think he's I think he's a really talented driver. He's kind of grown on me the last you know year and a half or so. He was 13th there last year. 13th there last year. I don't hate that. I do think that um, St. Louis, Michael's driving style with the pedals and the wheel, looking at all the driver data that I look at, his really, St. Louis kind of works for him because it's a lot of straight line braking, knock the speed out of the car, twitchy turn in, kind of like a road course, try to get it done real early, run through the middle wheel straight. So I do think that suits him more. But your analysis of get him up there and he, and he, he doesn't make a lot of mistakes, I think is fair. I wouldn't take him at four or five to one, but at nine to one, that is a great, great return. Um, if you want to put a long shot top 10, I don't think you're way off there. Um, you know, Briscoe is the one with the new crew chief. I don't want to blame it on the crew chief because I think that's unfair. But sometimes a new crew chief just just as a spark. I'm not saying faster, slower, whatever. Just a change, right? Just a change. And you wonder if you always talk about being on the front side of a Ty Gibbs win. Well, can Chase Briscoe find his way inside the top ten with his new crew chief? He's going back to the guy he, he had so much success with in Xfinity. Uh you know, maybe maybe it's a heartstrings crew chief bet coming from me. They maybe that's why I'm <laughs> suggesting it. But I, you know, I think Richard Boswell is very smart. He's going to be super motivated to make a good splash. There's a lot of positives coming out of that company. Josh Berry signed at SHR, right? Like, I don't know. I just think you know, I don't. I don't think Chase Briscoe top ten. Um, I might wait for practice on that one, but but he would be an interesting one. Um, but, but I think that's good. Busher is the only other one that I would say. Oh yeah, one at Bristol last year. One at Bristol, he was he was. How was he at Dover? He was ninth at Dover, eighth Ooh. at Charlotte. Ooh, he's another concrete guy. I would say overall. Oh, I like that. I totally overlooked that one. That's why we bring the smart guy. 
We let the smart guy get a couple votes a year. If that's the case, I feel like you have to love Keselowski. I think you hit the nail on the head. Because if he unloads well, I mean, he's going to be top five, in my opinion. If he can get one lap speed, I think that I think that Brad Kay uh, could be really, really good. I feel like if he unloads well, he's a shoe-in for that kind of that top ten because he's going to be around there all day. But if he unloads poorly, man, they just don't recover uh, very well, you know, and he could ride around in 15th all day. I know. All right. All right. Let's move over. I, so here's the problem. I take. I think Busher and Keselowski are even up, in my opinion. Uh, and you're getting better juice on Busher. That's the only reason. Like, I, I totally. I think that's a dead coin. Actually, we had this conversation today. I think RFK, their two cars run closer than any two teammates in the field. Um, just as a general observation, right? Chastain and Suarez, there's some split. Hendrick, there's some split across the way. Gibbs, there's some split. But man, wherever Busher and Keselowski are, they're like. If they seem anyway. As long as there's not any issues. Yeah, as long as there's no issues or a wreck, man. Like, whatever speed they have, it's pretty consistent. All right, this is where we love to get. Let's just go all the way over to matchups. Let's skip groups for a minute. Matchups are where the value is later in the year. We have a great head-to-head tool that's totally customizable. Uh, the professors built it. You could put any tracks you want in, look at any metrics you want to look at. And, and that's where I think late in the season with 16 weeks of examples – even at a one-off like Nashville, I do believe that's where we have the most success. And for that reason, I want to kind of get there right now, which makes it seem even better because Chris said that's where he does a lot of bets. So I'm going to start. Now, there's not a lot of matchups early in the week. They're going to grow as the week goes on. But right away, is that all the way up I'm looking at? Stenhouse Flores is the first one up top. Yeah, I like that one right you, away. And you like Stenhouse. Absolutely. I agree. I think the juice is wrong on this one. I mean, no offense to Suarez, but I just haven't seen it to be a huge minus money on a head-to-head matchup, I think this should be almost even money um, across, you know, minus 115 or whatever book you're at, minus 110, minus 115 across. I don't see it Stenhouse being a dog, so this is a bet purely on value. I'm not laying minus 167 on Daniel Suarez, I mean, in a, against well, a we're top-tier team. Well, I know that's what I mean. So I'm saying, like, yeah. I, I'm agreeing. Like, why is Daniel yeah, Suarez? Okay. Yeah, 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 I'm not yeah. my almost minus one seventy on that guy. What has he shown this year that that warrants to being a favorite over almost anyone in top tier equipment? So um, I agree with Stenhouse. And, like, and you, listen, I got one further. I'm not sure I'm putting minus one seventy on any reasonably matched matchup. Right, maybe minus one seventy William Byron against a twentieth place guy. But man, this is a year of chaos. Like. Yeah. You know, all right. So we love Stenhouse over Suarez. That's not a knock on Suarez as much as it is a knock on the odds makers. I think get on Suarez, get on it early at plus money. Uh, Bubba Chastain, nope. I like Chastain. I'm not paying minus one fifty five. Um, even the newcomer, actually, the newcomer Chastain is more dangerous for betting because he actually kind of finishes right. while it's a few spots back. He finishes, um, but minus one fifty five is huge juice. I'm sorry, a lot can go wrong. Uh, you know, Blaney and Byron. <sighs> You know, I don't know about this Ford Speed. Blaney won at Charlotte, right? I'm not making that up. Blaney won at Charlotte. Charlotte. Um, Logano and Bell. I mean, like, you know, the the here's an interesting one. Elliott and Hamlin. Now, you know, any other year you would say they should be heads up. But, like, lawn chair Hamlin against the coming off injury Chase Elliott. Like, what? I don't know. What's the head-to-head what's the head say? Head-to-head says Chase Elliott. Really? Just narrowly. But it's it's my heart. My Chase heart Elliott. and my brain would say Hamlin though this I, year. I understand. I understand. But it's that's. So here's a here's a theoretical question. Well, so you want to do just this year or the start of last year? Just this year. Give me just this season. So here and here's what I want to say though. What makes this an interesting conversation is 
what's Chase Elliott going to do? What's Allen going to do? Is Allen thinking he can point his way in? All right, Chris, because mm-hmm. here, here's the point. We can look at all the stats we want, but I've sat on the pit box, right? So let's talk about where Allen sits. Where Allen sits is he knows he has to make up about nine points a race, assuming we don't get a bunch of winners to mm-hmm. make the playoffs. I think that's a tall ask because, man, it only takes one hiccup and your nine points a race turns into 15 points a race. You're going to make up 15 points a race. You can make up nine points a race on the guy in 20th. you got to beat the guy in 15th. Like, he's not running 30th, right? So now if that's the case... Who's Allen? Allen Gustafson, Chase's crew chief, right? So now if you start calling like you have to win, which is kind of what we saw at Sonoma, I thought his strategy was more of a gamble to win than it was get the best finish. I think pitting early was was the call to kind of duke it out and oh, you know, and ended up being okay. But that told me that in my opinion, I haven't spoke to Allen about this, I believe this is going to be a more aggressive nine car. And for that reason, in the matchup, I I lean Hamlin because I think Hamlin would take a third and go home. And I think Chase is going to be the guy being more aggressive on restarts, being more aggressive on pit road. If Chase beats you in this matchup, it's because he's in victory lane first or second. I don't think he's going to beat you at seventh, right? I just think I think it's going to be an all or nothing type approach for the nine car. If that's the case, you take Chase to win. You don't take him in a matchup, right? Because you're going to at least get paid out, even though it's the payout's probably not where it should be. But if he's in a must-win situation, I hate having those guys in matchups. Like those are those are fade guys, in my opinion, because it's feast or famine. And if you're gonna if you're if you're planning on that, take if you're worried that he he could beat Hamlin, just take him to win the race or top three because he's going to have to run in the top three to probably beat Hamlin this week. So I think if you want to fit Chase into your lineup somehow. I would look for auxiliary stuff, not necessarily a matchup. I can't believe, like, just to move to a next the next matchup, I don't know what, like, William Byron minus 122 against Chase. What season are, are these odds makers watching? Like, and what race has Chase Elliott, at least on an oval, been faster than William Byron? Or qualified better? That's the fan effect. It has to be because William Byron has beat Chase Elliott this year. How many times has he outrun William Byron? Well, six of six of the nine. But William Byron's been better than him six of the nine. Okay, yeah, okay. So nine races they've been on the track together. Mm -hmm. Six times William Byron's outran him. Since the injury, how often has it happened? I don't know if he has. Maybe Sonoma. Yeah, Sonoma, I would say. I agree, Chris. I think William Byron, I think we are seeing, I think in 10 years we're going to circle back to this year and say this was the William Byron breakout year. He's just twice since. since All right, so more than I thought. But I just, I don't know. I love William Byron. I think he's... Okay, let's put finishes aside. When has your when have you watched a race and been like, oh, Chase is faster than William Byron? You know, because it's not just... I mean, yeah, you, you can have some... Let's not get too caught up in, like, outcome bias where, oh, well, Chase won. It's like Chase was getting his ass beat all day and had a strategy yep. call or, or Byron had trouble. If you're just going based off speed, this to me is like a minus 160 on William Byron. That's where kind of where I would open it, just because I think he's going to qualify better and probably run better throughout most of the day. Totally agree. I totally agree with that. Um, Reddick and Harvick is, a, uh, you know, I stay away from that. Stay away from it, because which Reddick's going to show up? It might get clear after practice, but... Uh, Bubba and Bowman, I you know, good luck. If your Magic 8 ball has a pick there, you're better than me, Chris, because I no way I can try to figure out which one's going to show up on either side of that. But don't you like Bowman better there? No, on a week off, I like Bubba better. 
I think Bubba has a hard time going week to week to week to week of being Bubba and living Bubba and under the pressures that no one on this podcast can understand what he carries. Nobody can walk in his shoes. Nobody understands what it's like having Reddick as a teammate and Michael Jordan as an owner and Denny Hamlin out there. Like, I, I, I think that's real. Anybody who thinks that isn't real doesn't think the guy's human. And I think going away for a weekend off lets Bubba come in, refresh, and I think we're going to get the best of Bubba Wallace until the pressure starts to build again as the year goes. I, so I – and, you know, Bowman – I mean, you say you like Bowman, but where, where have we seen Bowman? He's kind of on the Chase Elliott bandwagon. Well, I, I agree, but Hendricks won both races there. This is like this is a concrete. Doesn't Bowman here's my been problem. good on a big concrete? I know, track? but here's here's Bowman. Here is Bowman in a nutshell. He wins two or three races a year. Somehow, nobody even remembers he was in him, mm-hmm. and he won all three. And listen, congratulations! That's an amazing career. I'm trying. I'm not trying to knock the guy, but he is the most forgettable three-time winner a year every year since the man has got into the like it's like it's like oh look Bowman won again but he's consistent he missed three races this year and he's still in the playoffs I will say this is his best year consistency anyway well I'm gonna stay away from it because I think you're you're getting into it Hamlin Truex I stay away from that because Hamlin would win it just to spite all of us Um, (laughs) even though we think Truex should outrun him (laughs) Hamlin would do it just so we can go on actions detrimental and push his chest out and be like I told those dirty mo guys um I mean, that's kind of it, right? I wait till the other ones come out. Is there any other ones that jump? I mean, there's not a lot that jump out. I think that, um, I think Blaney Chastain, I like, I think the Fords have figured something out. I mean, they were good at Charlotte. They were good, like, they've been so good at the braking tracks. To be as good as they were at Charlotte all of a sudden, they have definitely found something. Um, They're priced that way, though, now. I think it's going to be a big Ford week. I, I feel like they're priced in. I feel like that's kind of pri- they're priced in now as as, fi- as having found something. So I think if anything, Fair. I were to lean, I were I would lean Blaney because if you were to look at this race before, if you were to have this race kind of before the Charlotte thing happened, I think you make Chastain minus a one forty five, minus a one fifty against a Blaney that's yep. been occasionally fast. Uh, probably the maybe not the most consistent Ford, and maybe that'd probably be Harvick, but. Blaney has shown some speed, so I feel like that the odds makers have kind of caught up to that Ford. I don't think you're going to find value on those guys for the next couple races, uh, unless we see, you know, unless they have a struggle to finish these races off and they end up with a couple of poor finishes. But I feel like the the Ford the Ford um, finding something is baked into the price already. So I have one up here that I kind of overlooked. Harvick Reddick. I feel like those odds are wrong. Reddick's the favorite. I don't think either of them have winning firepower. Um, our predictor app has Harvick. A this is probably the biggest gap on our predictor app of anyone. I haven't a ten spot split in our predictor. Harvick being the favorite, yet in the matchup is the other way. Our predictor says this should be a Kevin Harvick dominant over Tyler Reddick, and I would agree. Um, you know, uh, I think Kevin Harvick's going to run third to seventh a lot, like a real lot, and I don't see it at a Reddick. What's that? Even when he doesn't look good in practice, he runs well. Like Kevin Harvick gets so much out of his car. Like he just, he, he's impossible. He's kind of my kryptonite. If I bet on him, he struggles. If I bet against him, he just kind of has a solid finish. And so at this point, you have to take Harvick just because he's an underdog at this point in the week. Now, if Reddick unloads super fast, that's different. But Harvick is a bitch, man. He just get figures out a way to get it done. Especially, you know, look why? At his you know why he figures it out? Because he's the Allen Iverson. You know who wants to practice in. Nashville the least the guy that's done this for the last 20 years 
The guy that's getting ready to be top 10, what is he, going to be ninth on all-time starts? He's like, already ninth. He's, he's ninth on all-time starts. You know what Kevin Hart doesn't want to do? Practice at Nashville. He's going to go run laps. Gonna be, Rodney, are we done? What else do I need to do? All right, see you. I'll on sit, Friday like, for a Sunday run. On Friday for a Sunday You could give a less of being in Nashville on Friday is Kevin Harvick. Right, he's going to be, during practice, he's going to be on his phone seeing how Keelan's running at whatever, at whatever go-kart race he is in Italy. Like, Kevin Harvick could give two about Friday in Nashville. Because guess what? Here's the other thing. He's the one out of all those. He's the one that goes, the sticky stuff's on the track. It's going to wear off. We're going to run under the lights. This is the biggest waste of my day. Like, like, <laughs> like it wouldn't shock me if Kevin Harvick said, if he's like, hey, Josh, I'm going to give you a head stop. Practice that thing on Friday. I'll come on in on Saturday to qualify. <laughs> like, I'm over it. <laughs> right? Like, like, what's he need? Another lap in the four car? Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, you know. So for that reason... Uh, and like, he's really good at Nashville. And he's really good at Nashville. So, I mean, actually, I think that's going to be the, the hammer bet of the week. We have a little internal bet here. Since we can't put action in the books, we all have to take a bet. Um, and so far, let me review this real quick. Actually, I'm going to review it before we make our picks. Um, I need a winner. Let's just say that. <laughs> um, I like Harvick over Reddick for sure. Let's go over. So, we like top manufacturer. Because uh, I think there's some pretty good odds here when you only got to beat a guy or two. Now, Chevys are tough because there's so many of them. Right, so it's really hard, right? Because you got Larson, Bush, Byron, Elliott. Oh, I'll call it a wash. Chastain, a little bit of odds. You know, my point in this would be: No, I'm not. I'm starting at the bottom here. Balicki, no. Ty, no. Lejoy, no. Gregson back. Thank goodness. Welcome to have Noah Gregson back. I hear he's coming back. Right? He is back. Back. In, so we'd like to hear that. Haley, doubtful. Jones, doubtful. Dinger, doubtful. You know, but say say you think Suarez or Bowman. There you go. If you like Bowman, if you think he's going to have a good thirteen to one to be the best Chevy, I don't think I would take it with all the Chevys. But but <laughs> that would be an interesting bet. Let's go to the other manufacturers because I think Chevy's stacked with people. Um, they've killed all these. We used to have some good value. I like Truex at plus two seventy five. You okay. know, and I just think that he's running well. When has Chris Bell been the fastest car this year? I don't even think he won the dirt race. He wasn't the fastest car. So and that I, you can count. I could care less about the dirt race. Sure. So take that away. Chris Bell has put together a solid season of finishes, but he hasn't been fast. Like he hasn't been, oh, Chris Fair. Bell for the lead, you know. So I think that we've seen that out of Truex multiple times. We saw it, we saw it at Darlington. We saw it at Dover. We saw it last week or, or two weeks ago at Sonoma. That's kind of why I like Truex. And they're starting to put races together. Like last year, you know, they would find themselves leading a lot of laps and getting terrible finishes. And I don't know if it's the love-hate relationship on the radio between Small and, and Truex, but something's starting to click. So I do like I do like Truex um, at, at kind of plus 275 if I had to pick one. So I got a real question for you. Do you ever take Hamlin and Truex, top Toyota, knowing you're going to throw one away and you basically have the top two spots covered and you're getting .75? You know what I mean? Like, like you're going to lose one unit. So say you put a unit on both, right? You're going to lo- You're going to profit – what 175 you know, plus 175 yeah. correct now i would yeah. say i wouldn't do that in top toyota because i do think that maybe a chris bell could sneak up there you would do that more in maybe a group bet like if you look at uh, i don't know at DraftKings group b like I, this is the only group bet that i was kind of looking at i like byron plus 210 over elliot chastain and bell yep. i mean to me byron's just been the fastest so i think that the two fastest guys clearly well, actually, no. I think Byron's the only guy that's been consistently fast in that group. Um, 
So I think that's the best group bet, but I'm trying to think of another situation where, um, well, there's a situation where there's four drivers where you can take two. I don't see any in the group bets this week where you just take the two guys that you know have a chance at winning, even right. if one's a break-even yep. guy, right? Then you're free-rolling yep. you know, on on someone that you think has a chance at, at winning that. So uh, I'll do that. I actually, group well, I actually like group C. You see your group C where you're two drivers? I like Harvick Logano in that one. Like, I think that's a lot of faith in Ryan Blaney right there. I mean, I just, I just, you know, I'm going to wait till practice, but yeah, I mean, I think Harvick and Logano, I think you're getting Harvick against three other guys at almost four to one. I'm sorry. Like, well, I mean, if somebody thinks they can predict how those four are going to run, they are smarter than I am. And I have a whole crap ton of data here that tells me the opposite, right? It tells me that Kevin Harvick is going to have a good week and, and, the book discounts them in group C. Like I think when you talk about where you're going to take certain drivers, let's, that's a good conversation. Like, okay. You're going to take Harvick somewhere. Where are you going to take them? Right. I like that group C bet to be quite honest. I like that matchup bet that we talked about earlier. Matchups. Like, almost four to one to beat three other guys. And three other I mean, guys. Hell, that you can barely consistent. get that for Kyle Larson to win the race. Kyle Larson has no. to beat 35 guys to get five to one. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. And that's why you, I think you've mentioned in past episodes, you don't like betting like the A groups, like Larson, Bush, Byron, Elliott. Why the hell would you take a Larson? Yeah. Take him to win the damn race. Like if you're beating those three guys. I like your chances, you know, or take them in the so top your three. Point. Okay. So group A's take them to win group B's. I don't think they're going to win group C. I'm not saying they can't win, but Blaney, Reddick, Logano, Harvick. I don't have any of those guys as circled as a winner. Um, now they could. I don't want to say they won't. I mean, they can. Blaney could win. Harvey can win. But but you don't have to win to win Group C. Group C could be one with a fifth place finish. Yes, I would a hundred percent agree with that. That's why I don't understand when people like love group bets. They're usually higher hold, <laughs> and especially these favorites. Like take them to win the race or take them top three. I like the Group E's and F's. Like scroll yeah. down. How far back did we go this week? Like we didn't really have any yet posted. I know. What's that Group G? There you go. Let's look at Group G and Group F. Group G is Briscoe, Dylan, Cindric, Almarola. They're all the same juice. They're, what do you go? Oh, it's P- producer Tra- non-miked producer Trav has come in from the corner. Okay, hold on. Group F versus Group D. So we have Gibbs, Bowman, Suarez, Kozlowski, Verse, Gibbs, Bowman, uh, Bubba, Suarez. Oh, I see what you're saying there. So you like you, Gibbs is the favorite in Group F at plus 190, and over at Group D at a different book, he's plus 350. It's one different driver. And there's one driver different. We're swapping. Uh, who are we swapping for? Bubba for? Kozlowski. Oh, that's interesting. All right, for time's sake and for conversation's sake, I think we've covered all kind of the value bets, all the different bets. Chris, is there a bet on the board we haven't talked about that you have circled? Have we gone through the gamut, you think? I, I So I rarely like the, the, the top teams, but I do have one highlighted just in case um, Toyota's unload fast again, and that's 23XI at 9.5 to 1 because I think that they're both capable guys. And if they just Bubba after practice and qualifying, well, not qualifying, he slipped up in qualifying. But after practice, Bubba was incredible. I thought he was going to go out there and, and potentially lead a lot of laps. So I think that because I, I would never take a team like Trackhouse because I, I don't think that their drivers are going to have a similar finish. Like if you're going to take a, a Trackhouse guy, you're going to take Chastain. But I do think that you get a, a Reddick in, in Bubba where they could kind of run close uh, in 
in comparison, I don't think a nine and a half to one. That's the only other thing I have highlighted. I have not played it. The only bets I've played just for full transparency, because I don't want people to just run and bet everything I that I say I liked, is I've taken Ty Gibbs for small at 50 to one. And then I've taken Byron over Elliott in a matchup. And those are the only two bets that I've taken with my own money at this point. So I got a real question on the math on this one. You can get him at nine and a half to one. I can get Reddick at 16 to one, Bubba at 25 to one. I'm mm-hmm. not saying these are dead accurate at the moment. So you'd be getting an eight to one and a 12 and a half to one, taking them both ways the other way. You could certainly, you could certainly, you could, if you have an opinion either way, you could, you could work out the math. I was just saying that it might be better to no, do but that. I actually if you actually like what you're saying because I actually am heavy leaning on Reddick. So I would give up some juice on Bubba to get Reddick at a little bit longer odds. So I, I actually like it the way you like it. It was just a way to challenge the listener to look at things a different way. Right? You're betting two guys. If you are a Bubba fan, then instead of betting 23XI, you know, instead of betting 2311 to win, I would bet each driver to win, just split whatever you were going to bet in half, and you get a little bit longer juice on Bubba. Yep. All right, well, Chris Wormy has joined us, the professional gambler. He's the racing analyst on the Bet the Board podcast, Stay Green. Uh, professional gambler. We've learned a lot about professional gambling. It was cool. Uh, Chris, I'm going to let you go before we get into all the other stuff we have to go because we have some internal um, disgust and disagreements on our betting from, uh, from last week. Chris, man, appreciate you joining us and walking us through it. It's been good stuff, man. Hey, thanks a lot. I appreciate it, guys. Anytime. Interesting stuff from our man Chris, professional better. Um, well, Professor, I'm going to stick with entertainment and recreational. Me too, me too. He's I scary. mean, listen, I, I appreciate him taking the time, but that's what crazy stuff. When your bets are so large that you can't get them in at a Vegas casino, I don't know about you, but I've heard about these back rooms, but I stay out in the front. <laughs> minimum tables, minimum bets. Uh, but it's that time of the week again. We're going to have to throw our bets up there. Let's do a little uh, overall where we're at. Chop entered last week, minus two units. Last week, he bet on Larson to win. Loser. <laughs> Steve entered the week, minus two units. I bet on Larson top three. Loser. <laughs> Russ was minus two units. Odd winning car number, the hammer bet of the week. Yep. A winner. A ding, 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 ding. I was plus 115, so we're going to call him down 0.85 units. Uh, Travers and it's, oh boy, Trav entered last week minus two, and he won with the Busher group bet against Suarez, Almendinger, and Cedric at three hundred, which flips him to positive. He is now plus a unit. So as the big leader, he picks last. Chopper is not here, but from the member guests, we got the call in. What's the pick? Kyle Larson to win. I think we can write it down. Larson to win for Chopper. All right, I am going next. Because Russ did have a winner, and I'm at a two-time loser. And I am going matchup bet. I'm taking Kevin Harvick over Tyler Reddick. Harvick over Reddick. That's my bet. Okay. Uh, are you going to give me the 80-1 to 1 for Truex to win like Trav had on his sheet when he sent it out? No. What? Yeah, you got to give it to me. It was on the sheet. 80 to 1, you have, to win. You have a couple seconds to get your pick in before I just bleep <laughs> you right off. What's your pick? Uh, I'm going uh, matchup of Bowman over Bubba. Bowman over Bubba? All right, all right, all right. And leader in the clubhouse, producer Trav, hat on backwards, big smile on his face. Ty Debbie going back to the well. Ooh. Ty Gibbs, Group D over Bubba, Bowman, and Suarez. 
All right, there you have it. There's your picks. It's going to be NBC back on air. If you want to hear this voice anymore, you just tune in USA and NBC all weekend long. And we have uh, a post-race on Peacock. Oh, yeah, Friday night, Old Red. Come on down to Broadway. I'm going to join uh, the, the Dirty Mo Doe is going to join the Dale Jr. download. I'm not sure exactly what's going on, but come have a beer with me at Old Red. It's going to be – how can it be bad? I'm going to get the professor out there. You could get a professor autograph. Uh, those are hard to come by. Uh, but listen, it's been fun. I appreciate everybody letting us take a week off, but now we're 20 week, 20 straight from here to the end of the week. Appreciate Chris Wormy joining us. It's great to have a professional gambler to take his time and explain. I think he's playing in a different world than we are, but it was fantastic. Fascinating. I don't know if Chop's ever coming back because it's member guest season, so he's lined up from now to about the end of the year and member guests. But uh, for the professor in house and your man Steve Letard here, this is Dirty Mo Doe. May all your bets pay off. Check out Dirty Mo Media on Twitter, Facebook, TikTok, and Instagram.